Do you ever watch other leaders and think, wow, they have leadership superpowers? Our guest today thinks that you have them too. How do you find them? And once you've found them, how do you develop them? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. Are you ever out in the wild back when we were allowed to go out in the wild and you see other leaders and you think to them yourself, wow, they must have superpowers. I see them too. And, you know, I've spent some time in leadership positions, but it doesn't stop me from watching other people and seeing kind of how they do stuff. There's, there's always something to learn as a leader. And our guest today thinks that you have that leadership ability in you. You just need to discover it and develop it. She also thinks there's leadership gold in everyone, and we'll ask her to, to describe that in a minute. But please welcome Roxanne Kaufman, who's president and CEO at Pro Laureate. Roxanne, welcome, and thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, David, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. I appreciate you asking me to. Uh, it's our pleasure. So let's start with there's leadership gold in everyone. What do you mean when you say that? And where did that saying come from? Because I love it, but I, it bears <laughs> a little explanation, I think. It does. It does, David. Actually, I was asked at a conference a couple of years ago, just before the pandemic, what I did. And it occurred to me to answer that question differently. And I looked at the gentleman and I said, I'm a gold miner. And he said, what? I said, exactly. I said, I mined for gold. And I explained to him that, and this came to me, I'll tell you the story in just a moment, but every human being that is born, every human body has the ancient elements of the earth run through our body. It's magnesium, it's oxygen, it's carbon, all these things. And we also have trace elements of gold, honest goodness gold. And they have narrowed it down to tell us that we have 0.2 milligrams of gold in our bodies. And the majority of that lies within our heart. When I learned this, I had this somewhat of an, an epiphany. That's what I do, is I look for that gold. And that's leadership to me. Everybody has it. We are born with it. Not all of us are able to develop it. Not all of us have the ability, the capacity, the opportunity to. But when we do, we actually start developing that gold within us into our own leadership and into our own most genuine and authentic self. So that's what I mean by leadership gold. Maybe hence the expression heart of gold. Heart of gold. We all have hearts of gold. Exactly. Of I gold. actually I love it. wear one around my neck all the time that has 0.2 mg on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So let's start with what I think is the fundamental part of all business, and that is the ability to develop relationships. Because if you can't mm. develop relationships, I don't think you, you can go further with leadership. Talk about relationships, how you form them, how important they are in the long-term project. Relationships are the lifeblood of everything that we do, not just business. They are the, the lifeblood of our lives, of who we are as people. 
forming relationships is what helps us to become successful. It, it's based on, this is so important that when we form relationships that we bring to that our most genuine and authentic selves. And that requires work to really discover what that is. That's what creates really, really deep, lasting, trusting, fulfilling relationships across the level, right, of life and business. And that comes from, as I said, developing self. When we grow up through all the people that care for us and raise us and teach us and work with us, they tell us certain things. We learn certain things and we become conditioned to that. And a lot of that is to be very careful to be this kind of person, this kind of daughter, this kind of husband, wife, son, friend, brothers, all of that, right? These are social norms. These are things that we are brought up to learn. And we get in our heads who we think we are. And then we struggle as we get older. I know I did in my 20s. It was like everybody told me who I was and how I was supposed to be and who I was supposed to be. And yet it didn't quite feel right. I was doing all of that, but I wasn't feeling the joy and success that I wanted to. And when I got into more of my career and into business and continuing to develop these relationships, I began to realize I need to develop the relationship with myself first. It's like developing leadership. It has to start right here first. When you start learning who you really are and becoming more and more of that, more genuine, more authentic, your relationships blossom. Because not only are you finding that in yourself, now it's cool. It's not about you anymore. It's about the other person. Let me know about you. What's your story? Where have you been? What have you learned? What do you love? What is your passionate purpose, if you will? And you get into those conversations with people. So it's not about you always sharing, this is my dream. This is my vision. This is my plan. It's no, what do you want to do, David? What's your life about? Where do you want to go with that? And oh my goodness, as that relationship and those conversations continue, you begin to find the intersection points of the relationships. And that's where you share. That's where you find the commonality and you help each other grow. As a coach, is it those conversations that help you determine what kind of leadership potential or skills somebody might have that just need to be developed? Is that how you learn is from listening? Absolutely no question. The whole part of coaching is to help people to get out of their own way, help people to discover what they already know, they just don't know they know it, and to really, really go deep, to, to, to learn and to recognize what they are best in the world at doing and some of those things they're probably not very good at. We all have those things. And then how do you kind of counteract that? You know, what do you do with that? And how does that guide you? So everything that I do in coaching is to help people find that, find that center, what inspires them. How do they ignite that inspiration by planning? It goes right brain, left brain from the creative and the passionate and the emotional to the analytical, to the black and white, to the planning. So we bring those two things together. And then what do you do with it? What actions do you take to go forward? But that's nothing I can ever tell anybody. No coach, can't, you can't tell someone what that is. Our role is to help you discover that and to help guide you in bringing that out and then putting it into a flow that you can follow and just become your very best self, become more successful, really go after the things that are most important to you in life, whatever those things may be. 
Can you give us a de-identified client example, an example of somebody that you worked with and kind of how that process worked, a real world example? Absolutely. Yes. I've worked with one company for many years now, and this is a sales and service organization. And there are several individuals there that I've worked with, and they have had an idea. I'll I'll just choose one who is in the executive ranks of the organization, and she's going in a marvelous direction, but has been hitting some roadblocks along the way. And what she has discovered about those roadblocks is that these were certain conditioning things she had in her head that sometimes this happens in certain industries, particularly with women in male-dominated industries, which is what I grew up in. I grew up in all male-dominated industry, so I understand this. So she was hitting roadblocks thinking that because of my gender, because I'm a woman, these things are not available to me or I can't do this in the same way. Well, we demystified that. Of course, it's available to you, but absolutely you can't do it in the same way. You can't do it in the same way as any other individual because they're different than you are. So let's figure out what's unique about you and apply that to what you're trying to accomplish to overcome these particular obstacles. And a lot of those were in sales because she has a very different sales approach in this particular business than a lot of the other people do. And it was discovering what was authentic and genuine for her. And when she did that, it was kind of like me at that conference that I mentioned a moment ago when I just, you know, out of my heart, when the guy asked, what do you do? I wasn't being flippant. I wasn't trying to be funny. I just, I just, I said, I'm a gold miner. And that was her experience as well. She went, wait a minute. I'm not, I don't sell stuff. I build relationships with people. That's what I'm here to do. And it just, it changed the whole trajectory of her career and her success. It sounds like a great portion of being able to discover and develop your leadership skills is is the ability to be authentic. We tell salesmen that all the time, but it's a struggle because we create these personas for ourselves and we live with them for many, many years. And at some point we go, well, wait a minute, that's not really who I am or who I aspire to be. Is that where people tend to find you, where you intersect with clients who say, gee, you know, I, I know that's not where I want to be, but I don't know what it is or how to get there. That's exactly what it is, David. Exactly. That's where they find me. And when we have those conversations at first, it's very, very difficult for people to understand what we're talking about. And, you know, there's a phrase that's been used for years and years and years around the coaching, around the development of the things that we're talking about, these skills, these relationship skills, the interpersonal skills. And they call generally soft skills. Yeah, I'm... These are the hardest skills in the world to discover and develop because we're conditioned not to. And a lot of times when I'm, when I'm going into a new group and we start talking about that, I'll see some eyes roll, right? And that's okay. I expect that. That's the way we think. So when you start thinking about the, what is it about really? If you have a product to sell and you go in to sell that product, you're not going to gain the trust and the interest and the engagement and the emotions of that person because you don't know anything about them. You don't know what they need. If you instead start the conversation by tell me your story, you know, tell me where you are, tell me what you think about, where do you want to go with this, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you. And then you start actually develop, like you said, it's developing the relationship to understand who someone is. And then I don't even talk about what I do. People say, you know, I don't say I'm a leadership person. I don't say I'm a coach. I don't say any of those things. I just say that I work with people and organizations to help them discover who they really are and achieve greater success. So tell me about you. What is your success? What do you accomplish? And then we start going there. So it's, it's really 
it gets into a very deep dive and a very deep conversation. And people begin to see the lights come on. Oh, wait a minute. So I don't have to walk in with a slide presentation with a hundred words on each slide. I can walk in with just me, right? And a blank notebook and a pen to listen and ask questions and understand and then see if we can find some solutions together. And now a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now back to our discussion. It's interesting to me that the example that you chose was a woman. As, so here's a father of two daughters question. Do you find okay. this, this ability to shed, you know, what you think you should be more prevalent in women than in men? I think women are more open to it. And I think they're more ready to step into that. And it's, again, it's conditioning and that's, that's not criticism by, for anyone in any way, shape or form. It's just the way that we're put together and the way that we're conditioned and especially in business. And it depends upon where you are in your career as well. I do a lot of work in women's leadership as well as corporate leadership and even some nonprofit work over here. And there is a difference depending upon your career path and how you've grown into that career and where you came from. And there is a difference a lot of time between men and women, just in the way that we think about things for, to a great degree, not always. You know, I find some folks, there's no difference at all, but with some, yes, there is. And women have, I think, in my experience, a bit more openness to it. They want to understand that more. And I think especially in, again, male-dominated industries, I mean, I my corporate career was in the construction industry, a global construction company. And so I watched all the dynamics of this very carefully. And I was the first woman that they had hired into this one at that level, into this one, or the organization that I started with. And it was amazing to watch. And the guys that I worked with became very open when we started talking and they started seeing the results of building the business and building the relationships and especially in the sales force from relationship instead of product. That was a huge shift for the organization. Taking a look at this with a, with a slightly wider lens, how does leadership affect corporate culture? In my own experience, I have watched a corporation be destroyed through lack of leadership, and I have seen corporations thrive and continue to be absolutely sustainable going forward and, and just in amazing ways with leadership. Leadership is the heart. That's the gold of a corporation. That's the gold in the heart of a corporation. And I'm talking about real leadership. We haven't defined the word. So let's be careful that when we say leadership, what we are talking about is not a title, a position, authority, power. And that has nothing whatsoever to do with genuine leadership. Genuine leadership is comes from the heart. 
and it comes from the mind, and it comes from a place of absolute authenticity. We are given titles. We are given authority. That doesn't mean we've earned it. So leadership is like it is for us individually and in our partnerships, in our teams, in our organizations, communities, in the world. Leadership is the heart. It's the center of culture. It's the center of success, happiness, joy, all of those things that that we all hope for and work for. Once you start recognizing the leadership potential that you have within you, what do you do to develop those skills? First thing is read, study, get a coach, get into a workshop, take a class, learn about it from the master's. There are particularly a handful of people in our universe right now that are considered a real leadership masters. And two of them are Jim Cousins and Barry Posner. They're the founders of the Leadership Challenge, which is a global movement. It's been around for over 40 years and it's research-based. And that's a core fundamental element of the work that I do. But you can also look at John Maxwell. You can go out and look at uh, Lencioni and all of the great writers and people. Learn about it. Begin to understand it. Pull it into your world and look for either a class, a workshop, a program, whether it's with your team or on your own, a real leadership coach. But I would suggest and encourage everyone to really talk to people in depth before you start going down that path, whether it be with a program or an individual coach, so that you know that there is chemistry there. You have a genuine connection and you have a very good feeling about that person that they are going to help you develop yourself. This is not something that you can, like, this is not, you can learn leadership, but you need to learn it through guidance from credible sources. Is, in the long run, is all good leadership really servant leadership? Is that kind of the nexus, or are there other types as well? I would say Absolutely, yes. It's real, genuine, authentic leadership is always servant leadership. When we talk about, when we separate formal leadership, I'm the CEO, I am in a leadership position, that comes with certain expectations around that. There are certain definitions around that, which are all very valid and very real, of course. But the authentic piece of it is really the servant leadership. No matter what your title is or, or your position or your level of authority or power, always The real responsibility of a leader is to develop others, is to help others become the leader that they are meant to be. It's not about anything else. It's about getting results in our corporations. It's about driving the the bottom line, the top, you know, doing all of the mechanical things that we need to do and all those critical things to be successful to get the corporate results, left brain results that we need. But that's done through authentic servant leadership always about developing others, bringing them forward. Sometimes it's tough love, but it's always based in that. I do a a values exercise with everyone that I work with, David, and we start out that way so that we can really get to the core value of what drives you in everything that you do. And then you measure everything against that. Is this decision, is this thing taking me closer to feeding that or moving me further away from? That helps us define our own leadership terms around that. And for some people, it's family. For some people, it's something else. For it, it just depends. But once you know that, then you begin to create your authentic leadership, who it is, who you are really. 
So we've got about a minute left, and I wonder if there are listeners out there who are saying, you know, this resonates, this makes sense with me. I know that I'm not the leader I should be or could be. Where do they start? What's a great first step besides calling you? (laughs) Well, thank you for that. I would suggest that there are, well, read The Leadership Challenge. It's a book, and it's based on five principles of exemplary leadership. And it's not a plug for the book or for Jim and Barry, the authors. There are many, many great books out there. Leadership Gold by John Maxwell is another one. There are many coming out right now that that are going to be awesome. I would say the first step is go to Amazon, go to, just go out into the internet and look for leadership books. Start doing a little bit of research and pick something that resonates with you and start there. And then if you want to continue your own personal journey, then look for a program or a coach to help you do that. And that's a great place to end our chat for today. Roxanne Kaufman, President and CEO at Pro Laureate. Roxanne, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with our audience. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. It's just been a delight. Appreciate it so much. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.